Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Two Peas on a Pod podcast. I'm Jason. I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Dale, and we've kind of taken a little bit of a breather, kind of relaxed, and, you know, trying to recover from our recent Spooky Empire convention, and we're ready to get another episode for you here. Today, we're going to be doing a kind of an intro episode, just kind of letting you know what's up, you know, who we are, a little bit about us, but uh, first of all, I thought it'd be kind of cool if we'd start with, you know, what we've been watching lately, so uh, Dale, why don't you go ahead and take us uh, take us off here with what you've been watching lately, any cool movies, anything like that? Um, since the convention, the new, well, new for me movies I've watched are um, Excalibur and um, what was that other one? Logan's Run. Oh yeah, yeah I watched Logan's Run as well, and uh, I enjoyed them both. Uh, it's uh, interesting with Excalibur that John Borman did it after seeing Zardoz, which is you know, almost a religious experience in and of itself. But uh, and then Deliverance, which speaks for itself. But uh, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the atmosphere of it, and uh, I thank Gabriel Byrne and Patrick Stewart. And Liam Neeson got their start in that film. Really? And, um... I don't think I've ever seen that one. It's really good. Uh, Nicole Williamson's in it as Merlin, and he's... He's quite a bit, especially from my childhood, like, uh, Return to Oz. He was oh, yeah, the Gnome yeah. King. Cool. Um, he was in the 7% solution of Sherlock Holmes movie, where he played Sherlock Holmes. Oh, okay. And, uh, also he was in... Spawn as Calgary Astro. That's the last thing I remember seeing him in. He passed away not too long ago. But uh, I enjoyed that. I also enjoyed Logan's Run for what it was. Uh, I did have issues with it. But, yeah. You know, being 70s, and I'm not sure what the budget was. Yeah, yeah. I need to go back and rewatch that one too. Uh, I've got the Blu ray of it, and I haven't gone back and watched it in quite a while. It's, uh, I don't know, I remember it being kind of boring in parts. It, I could see that it uh, at some of the special effects even for the time this is a year before Star Wars came out 1976 right, right. so and I always I love the 1970s and I don't really hold special effects against films right but these these were kind of noticeable <laughs> yeah uh, it was filmed in England and the, the matte paintings were not very good at all honesty and I've seen some beautiful ones yeah, yeah, that's uh, true. These, these stuck out. I watched it on DVD. I didn't watch it on Blu-ray. But I enjoyed seeing uh, Richard Jordan in it. He played, I believe his name was Francis, one of the other Sandmen. Oh, okay. Chasing um, Michael York. And uh, he, his last film was Gettysburg in 1993. Okay. He, he was dying during the filming of that, of a brain tumor. That's a really good... He portrayed Confederate General Lou Armistad, the only Confederates that made it through Pickett's Charge into Union lines, and then he died. After oh, that, all of them did pretty much. Wow. But it's it's almost like he knew it was going to be his last portrayal. Yeah. So he gives it his all. That's great. I mean, that's that's. It was nice to see him in Logan's Run. Yeah. That's the they all they they, they die at twenty one. Is that right? Is that the Logan's Run? 30. I was 30. Okay. Yeah, they have to go on the carousel. Okay. Thing. Yeah, it's a, uh, 
I think it's a much better movie in concept than is actually executed. Just because, you know, I really enjoy, you know, it's that that has been done a lot of times since, I think. There was a there was an MTV show once upon a time called uh, Dead at 21 that, that kind of used a similar type uh, premise. But there was also a recent movie called In Time that starred Justin Timberlake that had a similar premise. They yeah. basically you you the richer you are, the longer you can live because you can buy time, which I think is what the whole movie's about. I've seen it, but I don't remember a whole lot about it. But um, that was from 2011. Um, but yeah, I haven't watched a whole lot lately that that I really care to talk about. I've watched a lot of stuff that's not any good, but I uh, watched the. Uh, I recently picked up the uh, the Indiana the Indiana Jones box set, the Blu-ray box set for a you know, reasonable price and watched the first two movies in that series and uh, you know they both look really good but um, I've never been a huge fan of that series uh, I know a lot of people love those movies but uh, me personally you know I've always liked uh, The Temple of Doom more personally it seems like a lot of people just champion Raiders of the Lost Ark and hate yeah. Temple of Doom and then you know Last Crusade is kind of you know back to form in their opinion but uh I always liked uh, Temple of Doom, you know, with uh, what's the little the little uh, little Chinese kid's name? Um, short round. Yeah, it is short round. A little, yeah. a little short round, and that's like that's what I remember from being a kid more yeah. so than Raiders of the Lost Ark. But uh, and then you know I need to go watch uh, was it Temple of the Crystal Skull or something I still like that. Seen that. Yeah, one. that's that's I one I need to go revisit. Or not, I need to visit it. I haven't ever seen it. I, uh, yeah. The only thing I know about it is what I saw on the uh, South Park episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's about all I, I needed to see. But uh, um, so that <laughs> that kind of tells me what I'm what I'm in for. But yeah, I'm looking forward to checking it out, seeing how seeing how awful it is. Well, it's like Indiana Jones to me is '80s. You know, was it, what '81 was Raiders and '84 was Temple. Yeah, and '89 I think was uh, Last Crusade, if I'm correct. That, that sounds right, right around in there. Yeah, yeah it just fits there, you know. Uh, and uh, that's that's kind of the 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 downfall of Spielberg and Lucas both, in my opinion. You know, when they both kind of fell off, you know, they kind of got out of their their grace period. You know, the early '90s for me would be Spielberg because he still had Jurassic Park coming. Yeah, that's of course. Right, right after that, he had Hook. Yeah. Which uh, I don't really care for, but uh, Saving Private Ryan is probably my favorite one of his films. Yeah, we saw that. Oh yeah, in the theater. Yeah, well, I, I saw some of it, and then I think I think I had to go to work during. No, no, that was a different film. That was Rush Hour. Well, oh, remember, I was supposed uh, to be at work, and I was sitting there yeah, watching the end that. movie. I do. So uh, that was pretty funny. Yeah, we actually worked at the movie theater together, Dale. Adele worked there for a good while, and I uh, worked there for uh, what six months or so. Definitely the most most fun I ever had on a job was was at that place. Most the most fun job I ever had, I should say. Um, but I also saw a film called Holy Rollers from 2010, and that stars uh, Jesse Eisenberg. And I think it's based on a true story, but what it is, he's a uh, Hasidic Jew in uh, New York City I believe and he gets in with the wrong crowd and eventually becomes like a mule for uh, for ecstasy pills into you know into other countries he's basically uh, 
muling money out and then uh, pills back in, you know, ecstasy pills back into the country. And it, that that movie and some other things I've seen recently have really uh, made me intrigued by the whole, the whole, uh, you know, really religious aspect of Judaism. I've really wanted to do a lot of reading and research on that. Um, just really interesting to me. Because, you know, here in the South, we don't really know a whole lot about that. We don't, you know, there's not really, you know, there's no Hasidic population, but even the, you know, the Jewish population is almost non-existent. If you want to see, there's a nice, uh, really beautiful synagogue in Natchez. Oh, really? Yeah, there is. The, the rabbi of that synagogue actually would come into Michael's when I worked there. Oh, yeah? He's a nice guy. He had the earlocks and everything? No, 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 he wasn't, he was, he wasn't like an Orthodox okay. Jew. Uh, he, was, he was a really nice guy, very proud of what he was doing and everything. Tattoos, which was really interesting. Really? Tattoos. Wow, I didn't think they tolerated that at all. Oh, no, no, he had some. It's all Hebrew. Yeah. But it was it was interesting. But that synagogue down there, it's from the 1800s. It's beautiful. It's small, of yeah. course. They didn't have a big population there. But, uh, yeah, if you ever get a chance, go down there. Yeah, Definitely. But uh, you know, all the stuff I've been reading is just really interesting about like how devout they are. Like uh, with, uh, I mean, just I mean to the to the point of where you know work go, going to work every day takes away from their religious experience with God. You know, which you know the whole reason for existence is to read the Torah. You know, that's the only reason for for living in their opinion. So I I just think it's really interesting that you know I, I was reading that, you know, a lot of the the population has uh, started to, to get on government assistance just so they don't have to work, and they oh, can man. just, you know, they can, you know, just be fed, you know, that, fed that way, fed and clothed, and, and just, uh, you know, spend their time, you know, reading, studying about the, you know, the Old Testament and the uh, Torah. So, I just think that's really interesting. And the movie was okay, you know, I'm not a big Jesse Eisenberg fan. But uh, wow. yeah. he said mess. He's uh, I liked him in Zombieland, but other than that, I just hope he doesn't act just like that in um, this Batman versus Superman movie. Oh shit! Yeah, I forgot he's in that. Oh yeah, he's. Uh, it's for a treat with that. He's one, uh, Lex Luthor, right? Yes. Dude, that's some fucking weird casting. I mean, it may surprise me. He may, uh, but. Have you seen this? Reminds me. Have you seen the uh, the list of what uh, they have planned for the the next few years of movies? Yeah, I did. did with the DC, did, they're doing Shazam right <laughs> after this, of all things. And they're doing all the movies, and they're doing uh, they're doing the uh, oh, what is it, the Justice League movie? And yeah. then I think in what fifteen or sixteen, they've got the Wonder Woman movie. And all of this is before another Man of Steel, which I thought was kind of odd. That's fucking all weird, that and man. Doing that. I was surprised. I guess because that's that's their big cash cow right now is Batman, and uh, I guess they rely more on Batman so, since yeah. slash Superman. I, I don't know how well it did financially, but I don't think it did terrible well critically. I no, wasn't. I didn't care for Man of Steel personally. I still haven't watched it. I don't have any desire to watch it. Oh, you like? Uh, the way uh, Pa Kent dies in this one. Oh, really? Oh, it's it's. I couldn't believe it. Who's that? Uh, who plays Pa Kent? Do you remember? It's Kevin Costner. Oh, that's right. That's right. 
I just know uh, who is Zod again? Is it uh, oh, it's Michael, Michael Shannon? Shannon. Yeah. yeah, I'm a big fan of his. I'm actually have to watch it just for him. Oh, he's excellent in uh, Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. Oh yeah. I want to see that Iceman movie with him. Yeah, that was good. But yeah, I, I actually have watched some other movies. Not not new experiences for me, but uh, I was telling you Ed Wood. Oh yeah. I was watching that. I can't stop watching it. I love it. I know it's not terribly factual, but I just like the atmosphere in it. And then between watchings of that, I've been uh, watching Plan Nine from Outer Space. Oh, and, that's uh, a good. Ride one. of the Monster and Night of the Ghouls, which they. I don't know if they live up to the reputation as the worst films ever made. They're very incompetent, but they're, <laughs> at least for me, they're enjoyable in their own way. You know, yeah. you have movies that are terribly made. You just can't sit through them. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, you have Balaam Lugosi, Tor Johnson, um, Criswell. Uh, <clears throat> it's, I don't know. I just, it's, I don't know. They're good late night movies for me. Yeah, you know? yeah. Just something to throw on and, you know, watch. Yeah, exactly. You don't really have to invest you know, the whole lot in. Exactly. Yeah. I know what goes on in them. Yeah. So just uh, background seen, films. I haven't seen Ed Wood in probably 15 years. I need to watch it again. It, it holds up. To, I think it's one of Burton's best. Uh, yeah. Burton's been That was, again, the, the, the beginning of the uh, the Johnny Depp, Tim Burton love affair. Well, they did Edward Scissorhands before that. Oh, really? Okay. So they did Edward Scissorhands in uh, 91. Ed Wood was 94. I'll be damned. I, I could have sworn that was, that was before Edward Scissorhands. Okay. Well, I don't was... know that they did another one until 99 with Sleepy Hollow. That was when he uh, he kicked Michael Keaton to the curb. He said, I don't want to work with you anymore. And he started working with uh, with Johnny Depp. Yeah. yeah. That, that was his new That's cash exactly cow. went down. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. was, you know, you didn't hear about Michael Keaton for a long time. He did yeah. Multiplicity and fell off the face of the earth for yeah. 10 years. Yeah, I remember that. We watched that together, too, I believe. Dude, I saw that movie when, you know, when Harold Ramis passed away uh, not too long ago. I, I was going back and, and, you know, looking. I didn't even realize he had done Multiplicity, but I saw that movie like four times in the theater. No way. Like, can you believe that? Like, and nobody likes that movie. I, I still do, but. Oh, yeah, you know, I know you do. Nobody likes it, but it's. The worst thing about it, I think you pointed it out to me, is the panning. You know how the camera just slowly does this panning thing the whole time? Mm-hmm. You remember? And it's it probably something to do with the fact that, you know, it's like six Michael Keatons on screen at one time. Hey, maybe, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's in the contract to have yeah, like, yeah. all of them on there. Now when I watch it, that's all I see is that fucking panning. I wish you had never told me that. But, uh... No, we brought up Michael Shannon a minute ago, and I wanted to use this as an example or as a uh, reason to talk about uh, Jeff Nichols' films. He's a uh, getting more well known lately. He did a film called Mud in 2012 with uh, Matthew McConaughey. You may have heard about kind of independent. I've heard of it. I haven't yeah. watched it. Yet. That's a really good film, but I want to talk about Take Shelter from 2011 and Shotgun Stories from 2007, both starring Michael Shannon as the uh, lead role and uh, directed by Jeff Nichols. And he's a uh, guy from Little Rock, Arkansas. And it's kind of, uh, uh, the reason why I like it so much is it kind of gives you a little bit of a snapshot of a realistic depiction of the South. You know, you see a lot of, you know, depictions of the South in movies that are just not, uh, you know, not accurate at all, you know. 
that's why people have so many, you know, misconceptions of how it is down here. You know, I know, you know, no indoor plumbing, you know, everybody walks around barefoot. No shoes. You know, no, yeah, no shoes. Yeah, I had a, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I had a friend that moved from Rhode Island when I was in high school, and that's, he was like, oh, man, I'm surprised everybody's wearing shoes. It's like, Jesus Christ, really? Yeah, for the moment, was like that, too, are we Indiana. In, are we in the fucking dark? Like, you know, whatever, but... I, I just really enjoy those movies. They're really good. They're just, uh, you know, low-budget independent films, uh, dramas. Both of them are really good. I always try to try to champion those whenever given the opportunity. Because Jeff, Jeff Nichols, I mean, mark my words, you're going to hear more about him. He's a really, really talented filmmaker. But uh, let's see what else we got here. You watch anything else lately? Uh, for me, it's really just those. Pretty much it's just it, been yeah. not. I don't have. I didn't until recently have internet. Oh yeah. So I was just in the mood for those. Well, actually, right after the, uh, you know, between Logan's Run and Excalibur, I watched uh, some John Carpenter movies since we met oh, him really? down there. So I watched. I watched They Live. Yeah. So I got that poster signed by Roddy Piper and. That's a good one. Carpenter. Yeah, I love that. It holds up. Uh, I watched uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Oh man, I, that may be one of my favorites. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. Th- those both hold up so well yeah, you know, these days. Oh. So I mean, so does the thing. I mean, dude, it's oh the thing is my favorite horror film right. of all time easily. It's definitely uh, probably number two for me, only behind The Exorcist. Oh yeah, and. Uh, but no, it's like what I was telling people at that convention about they live. It just—it's so relevant even now, you know. Even it's, it's even more relevant now than it was then. It's well, yeah, just, you've uh, got cameras everywhere now. Oh man, <laughs> he was spot on with that shit. He was—he was before his time, is what it is. Yeah. But, and it's interesting the vehicle he chose for that. Uh, you don't expect it with the movie with the fight scene that lasts for ten minutes. <laughs> you know that was him. Just you know, he's a big wrestling fan, so he's oh, just fucking around, man. That's. I respect the hell out of that. I don't know if that, that movie made money or not, but... It made a lot of fans, I I'm mean, sure. He, he had fun making it, I'm sure. Cause I've, I've listened to the commentary with him and Piper on it, and they really just, you know, they sounded like old buddies on there. Like they had a really good time making it. But, um... Saw uh, the film No No Holds Barred. I watched that one twice. You ever seen that? It's, uh... Hulk, oh. Hulk Hogan... Oh God! Yeah. Yes, I oh, have yeah. seen that. I was thinking of that Kevin and, uh, James. No, bring no, on the no, boom yeah, or something. But, bring uh, on, yeah. Here comes the boom. Yeah. No. Yes, I do remember. No holds barred. That's uh, the first time I saw that movie was on. Uh, I was on a vacation with my parents, and I watched it on pay per view, and thought it was the best thing ever. But uh, who was the other guy with him? Tiny Lister. Was that him? Yeah. Okay. That was. He was so he was so cross eyed, dude. Like. One of his eyes would look straight, and the other one was looking, looked like he was looking at his nose. Yeah. I don't know if he's able to do that or if he just had a problem, but I don't, he must have got that fixed or something because I didn't ever see that. Oh, I, I don't know that he's not cross-eyed. Oh, really? Uh, I Friday, I really remember him. Whenever he get angry, yeah. it's like his eyes would just go right into his nose. <laughs> and uh, I think he may just have the ability to do that then. Uh, maybe so, yeah. maybe so. I've always enjoyed seeing him. Like in, uh, what was that, Dark Knight? And he had that cameo in Dark Knight. Oh, shit, I forgot about that. Yeah. 
Dude, I, I, I like that. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. That's his famous role, yeah. Uh, you got knocked the fuck out. But uh, I like this movie way more than I should have. Like, I'm going to go watch it again. I loved it so much. The like, whole part? It's, it's fucking, fun. It's retarded. It's, oh, you got to watch it. That's where Hulk tears that limo apart to get at that yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he craps his pants. Yeah, that's right. Hey, you can find that on YouTube. Yeah. That dookie. Dookie, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Dookie. <laughs> oh man, that's that's the best movie, man. It's it's on Netflix right now too. If anybody wants to check it out, but oh wow, I'll have to check it out. I bought the Blu-ray when it when it came out, because I've been wanting to watch it again. But it's it's uh, one of the the few WWE films that are out there that are you know actually getting uh, legitimate releases instead of the. You know, they've got their little streaming service they're doing. Uh, I forget what it's called, but, you know, you pay a monthly fee and you get to watch all the old wrestling matches. Oh, God. It's, uh, it's I mean, I don't think it's doing very well from what I've heard, but, because they're having to go ahead and start reducing prices and stuff, so. Oh, probably. But I know it was like, every, all everybody was talking about here for a little while, for like two or three months. But, well, uh, yeah, anyway. The only stuff I'd want to watch on there is, like, 80s old stuff like I know. Prime Andre the Giant and all that I'm not a I'm not a wrestling fan at all anymore but man I was then for sure his his name in that movie was uh, Rip was it Rip and, yeah, it was Rip and then in uh, Rocky 3 was it Rocky yeah it was Rocky 3 I think his name was Thunderlips yeah when he did a he was like a 9 foot tall guy versus Rocky that was 8 foot you know, eight feet tall. That's how they were built. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I thought that was pretty funny. But, yeah, uh, we go and get on to some news here. Uh, that's enough rambling about that. But, let's see. The uh, Dumb and Dumber trailer, or Dumb and Dumber 2 trailer, was recently released. I know you, you had a chance to check that out. What do you think about that? I don't know. I, uh, you know, I love... The original Dumb and Dumber. I, yeah. I, I do think it's one of the best comedies to come out in Absolutely. a few decades. Uh, I mean, the original was low brow. Right. But it wasn't gross out like this one seems to be. Oh, that's all it is, it seems you know, to be. It, it almost seems forced. It almost yeah. also seems like they did the same script. And I, granted, I just saw the trailer. Right. But they're just playing it word well, for word. I know Seabass is going to be back. Um, you're right, he will. So I'm sure all those people will come make a cameo in the movie, which is just so... Uh, I don't know. It it worries me that instead of making a film on its own merits, yeah. a sequel, all they're doing is revisiting nostalgia. Yeah. Which is, I love nostalgia, but you can't do that with these films. Right. It, it almost never turns out right, because it just ends up... They're just kissing the ass of the memory right. of the first film without building on it. Right. Uh, you know, it's cool they got Carrie and Daniels back, and you know the Family Brothers. But yeah, well, you know, I just the, don't. The Family Brothers are probably part of the problem. Because I mean, when's the last time they made a movie that was worth a damn? I mean, they've been doing those gross-out comedies like you were talking about. I'm ashamed to say I actually enjoyed the Three Stooges to a degree. Oh, I haven't seen it. It's. I think it's more because of uh, Will Sasso as Curly. Okay. I love him as Curly. Okay. Um, it's all right. I mean, it's not. I, I was expecting nothing, you know. 
and, and it turned out to be all right. Will Sasso, is he the guy that used to be on Mad TV? Yes. Okay, I know exactly what you're talking about, yeah. yeah. My favorite thing he ever did on there was a skit called uh, Meat Beaters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His face and that, like he's about to have a heart attack, right. just going to town on himself. Is uh, that's, that's on YouTube as well, if you care to see it. It's really funny. Come on into Meat Beaters, try to beat our meat or something like that? That's exactly... He's with the, the bowl... Of it, beating the meat. Yeah. There, and he's just like really into it. Um. You know what's weird is when this movie came out, um, Jim Carrey was attached. Do you remember that? I mean, before it, like when it was in production, like like pre-production. Do you remember Jim Carrey being attached as Mo, maybe? Yeah, it was him, Benicio del Toro, and Sean Penn. Yeah, yeah. Which is the weirdest cast. Uh, I could think of. So they're obviously keeping a you know rapport with Jim Carrey, trying to make another movie with him. I guess so. Yeah. Even back then, they probably couldn't work the the money out or something, or maybe Jim Carrey had a gun rally to go to or something that was going to tie him up. Trying to okay, okay. I'm I'm looking at the guy that plays Mo now. I've seen him on some stuff. Man, that's so weird that you bring up that movie. But anyway, um, I watched the trailer right before we started uh, re- recording this, and yeah, I just got to say, man, it's it's all gross out. It's it's it almost grossed me out some of the stuff they showed in the trailer, and you know that was probably some of the best gags in the movie we just saw. Yeah, that's what worries that's, me. That's that's how trailers are these days. They they ruin the movie, but that's probably the whole movie. That's the only reason I even watch the damn thing is I probably don't plan on watching this till it comes on cable or something. That's the only way I'll check it out. Unless another trailer comes out and just blows me away. Um, it just didn't bring back any any of the any good memories, I guess, from it, the old one. It made me sad more than anything. Uh, I mean, I love Jeff Daniels. You know, yeah, I, I respect the hell out of him. You know, I'm not going to say the same about Jim Carrey with his recent you know antics, but. Uh, yeah. It, well, it uh, just it it hits home that that's twenty years ago. That's, was, that's what sucks. It was the same thing I was telling you about. I watched the uh, National Lampoon too, or, or National thought, Lampoon's Christmas yeah. Vacation, to Eddie's Island Adventure, cousin yeah. Eddie's Island Adventure, whatever. It's the same feeling I had watching that movie. Was like it just just sad that they even did it, you know, and, and it made you want to go back and watch the original movie. More, you know, more than. Oh, that's that's what it did for it's, me. It, it made me. I mean, yeah. I mean, I I wasn't really at the level of pissed off, but I was just shaking my head because it wasn't funny. It was all slapstick. That was not good. But that's a whole other story there. But I just bring it up because it's the same type of feeling I get with this with this movie here. It uh, it's it's a day late and a dollar short. I feel like. You know? Well, yeah, it's an assaulted thing. You know, they're trying to cater to, you know, of course, people younger than us at this point, but uh, with the kids and teenagers, but yeah. also people who grew up in the 80s and 90s are now, you know, they're, they're bringing back these properties that have been gone for a while. This is kids that, I mean, the movie-going audience right now, you know, like yeah. 18 years old, you know, probably 15 to 18, whatever the hell they're shooting for, like probably saw this, you know, the original movie 
on television when they were like five years old. You know? Yeah, because their parents right. were watching it. So that's that's how they know the movie, and that's probably why they'll go see it. I'm sure it'll do well. I mean, because it, well, I'm it, sure it's, it's banking on this, you know, 20 years of uh, nostalgia. I keep using right. that word, but you know, oh, it's that's, banking that's on it. That's it. You're right. But, I mean, people seem to be talking about it quite a bit, so. Well, it's like Ghostbusters 3 as well. Oh, dude. Like, why, why even try to bring that up again right after Ramos has passed? You know, it's been, what, 25 years yeah. now since, well, since Ghostbusters 2? What, not even a week after he passed away, they were talking yeah, about it already. Yeah. They started doing that. It's like, why? But they were in talks for Ghostbusters 3 for the past 15 years, you know? Uh, Chris Farley was attached oh, really? at one point. Wow. Uh, which would have been interesting. But I mean, let's say they did it before Ramus died. And they got Ramus, they got Bill Murray, they got fucking Dan Aykroyd. How pathetic would that have been, man? That would have been awful. I mean, uh... uh, Let's make a great outdoors sequel now that John Candy's called, which is... Yeah. Dan Aykroyd bring John Goodman back, just like uh, Blues Brothers. (laughs) Blues Brothers, yeah, which is a great... I'm sure that one did great. Um, But yeah, this is exactly 20 years after the first Dumb and Dumber movie. So, um... I don't know. I guess it's perfect timing. I'm not kind of, kind of waiting a little while to do a sequel, but uh, I don't know. And they're totally disregarding the Dumb and Dumber er when Harry met Lloyd. That's just they a total. Should. Oh, really? I Have you saying. seen it? No, oh, man. It's the the guy who portrays uh, Jim Carrey's character. I keep forgetting which one he is. Uh, Lloyd. It would have been Lloyd. Lloyd Christmas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought he did a decent portrayal of him, but he was just doing an imitation of Jim Carrey. Yeah. That's it. all you could do. That's the only thing I remember from the film. I mean, the other guy who played uh, Harry was fine, but the movie's terrible. But then again, this new one may make that one better. I doubt it. I never know. I just... I doubt it's worth a damn. But that's just my opinion. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, let's see. Some other news we've got. Um, they've recently released the Halloween art for the new Blu-ray box set. That's going to be. It's going to include the entire uh, you know franchise of Halloween films. That you know, all the movies and then the two remakes as well. And this is apparently going to be a joint venture between Shout Factory and Anchor Bay. And. Uh, yeah, I just uh, I think it's like listing like $130 is the suggested retail right now. So, kind of a little rich for my blood considering I already have about half of those on Blu ray already. You know, so I don't really know if I'm going to shell out that kind of money for that. You know, it's just kind of the same thing I did with the Friday the 13th set. I mean, they, they, they should have done this five years ago, you know. Because yeah, you know, people are already picking them up individually. Well, that's what they want you to do. Yeah, they want you to go buy them individually. It's the same thing they did on DVD. It's the same thing Anchor Bay is well known for doing. You know, I mean, they're apparently going to be distributed by Anchor Bay. You know, like how many releases of uh, Evil Dead were there? Yeah, that's the one that was coming to mind for me. And, you know, it was Evil Dead and Halloween. They, I mean, it's the you know the bloody boomstick the the, you know, Dirty Ash edition or whatever it is. Yeah. No. 
bootleg edition, the Necronomicon. Yeah, that, that was actually cool. I never picked it up, but I didn't. I, I did like the way that that set looked. But I mean, just another example of a, I think a cash in and a, you know an attempt to screw the fans over, because you know the from what I can understand, Shout Factory is is who released. Uh, I know three, four, and five, and then they also did the special features on all of those. And uh, you know, those are the ones that I have that uh, you know Shout Factory did. So I think they're using all those special features on the disc, and that's all that Shout Factory had involved that I know of. But uh, yeah, you know, how do you feel about uh, Shout Factory, Screen Factory? Oh, um, I think the library is excellent for somebody of our taste. Oh, sure. Uh, we like, you know, stuff we grew up with and then just the more obscure um, properties. Uh, I don't, having said that, I really don't have much, uh, many of Shell Factory's uh, releases because yeah. I am hearing impaired and I have gotten to where I rely on subtitles or captions Sure. On, on films, which considering I, I love cult films and old horror films it's, it's a constant problem for me, right. especially with public domain ones. Right. Um, that's why with Legend we spoke earlier about Legend films oh, yeah. they released Plan 9 and Bride of the Monster uh, I think Bride of the Monster is, is public domain, well, there's some dispute uh, about that, but uh, they were subtitled. Yeah. Shout Factory will not do that. Uh, they've done it on, like, I've got the Gamera and Dimage and Blu-rays. Right. Those are captioned. The Japanese, it makes sense. Right. Um, well, they have to caption the Japanese. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. The, the foreign language films, they have to caption. Uh, but, you know, I have the Mystery Science Theater, or MSC3K versus Gamera set, and those are not. None of the MSC3Ks are, and uh, so I have not bought any but that one, just because I'm a big fan of both of right. those properties. Uh, it's it's a it's a big issue for me, especially after so many years of being told they just don't have the facilities to do it. Right. And yeah, like Legend right. has done it, and other companies have right. done it, and I don't understand why they can't do it. Like Mill Creek, a much smaller caliber company. Exactly. Is able to. And play. they've obviously got the money because right. they're getting all these rights and they're doing well. Right. Um, well, this is from a company too that charges you know nearly thirty dollars for a single disc exactly. release. Saying that they don't have the funds to put subtitles on the movie is kind of bullshit to me. At this point, yeah. Yeah. Starting out, I see it. Sure, sure. But uh, not not now. Now, Even Mill Creek, granted they were Japanese releases, uh, with, uh, which I got that confused earlier. It was Dimajor released by Mill Creek. Okay. They have new subtitles and everything for those. Okay. And, uh, uh, you know, they're not excellent, but it's good to have them on there. Right. Um, well, I mean, I, it's. I mean, even for me, I watch a lot of stuff with subtitles on, captions on. Sometimes, you know, when I'm doing something else, or exactly, you know, I don't want to hear the volume. I want to, you know, I'll read it, or you know, maybe some, you know, broken English, or just for one reason or another, I can't understand what they're saying. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I'll turn the captions on myself. You know, even on an English-speaking movie, and you know, it's, you know, it sucks when it's not available, and it it, it really inconveniences you. And it's going to keep you from buying their product. Exactly. I would have. I would have so many of their DVDs and Blu-rays right. if it weren't for that. Yeah. 
but I'm not going to put any money into it. You know, I, that's why I have not bought other Mystery Science Theater titles. Uh, that's why I'm not going to buy the Vincent Price collections. Right. They just announced the second one today. Um, yeah. I'm going to go to Aero Video for the UK. Right. I have a player that will play it. And uh, they're a bit pricey, but they put subtitles on their stuff. Yeah. They actually care. Arrow's um, a... You know, a lot of people kind of consider Air, them to be the UK equivalent of Shot Factory. Yeah. They, they both do similar titles. They do a lot of the same titles, really. You know, you yeah, can, they do. You can look. Uh, that's, that's... I mean, it's, it's a bit irritating for me. I know I'm not the only one. Because I have seen, you know, what the forums or other people have had issues with. Oh, really? Because uh, until you mentioned it, I hadn't even heard of it. Like, anyone ever discussed that. Well, yeah, I mean, it's only really going to be in the, uh, the, the the deaf community, I suppose. Right. That, uh, but, I mean, they're not... Do that. I mean, it's really inconveniencing a you know, segment of the population. I just think it's, you know, it needs to be more well-known. That that's that, that that it's happening like that. I mean, it's kind of bullshit. Yeah, yeah. They could do something about it. At this point, I don't take. I just can't accept any uh, excuses as to why. Yeah. They don't. Uh, like I said, I, I love the products they put out. I really do. They show tremendous love and respect right. for what they do. Like Ravenous. Ravenous just came out. Yeah. I'm just gonna stick with my uh, DVD of it because it's subtitled. I don't know if the Blu-ray is. If it is, I'll get it. No, I think you've looked it up. I don't think it is. I think, I you, know, I think you told me it wasn't. I mean, I want the special features because I don't need that for every film, but with the movie I love, like Ravenous, I like to understand how it came to be and maybe exactly. the repercussions of it because that's the last movie that the director did, Antonio Bird, and she just passed away. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, that's that's the main thing I like about their, their features or the mm-hmm. you know, special features. That's what you're paying for. Yeah, for exactly. Part. I don't mind paying for that either. No, no, not at all. I mean, if, if, it's kind of like Criterion. If they're willing to put the extra effort into it, I'll put a few extra dollars into it. Right. And Criterion, again, with the subtitles and everything, they're excellent. And they're, I mean, they're, their stuff is just great regarding uh, the subtitles. You know, they even subtitle supplementary features. Which even a lot of the big uh, companies won't do. Yeah. Disney's good about it. Yeah, that that does suck, and they don't do the, yeah. the special features, don't they, subtitles? Yeah. That's why, right. why Ed Wood was Disney, Touchstone, right. so all of their stuff was, uh, was uh, subtitled. <clears throat> I just can't imagine that being that big of an expense to a, to a company like that, you know? I just, I get the feeling they have to get some software or, or something that would do it. Because you can get software that will subtitle stuff online. You can right. get it on there. Like a, like I imagine a, they can get that a one-time investment and have it in there. Uh, but like a, a speech-to-text type thing. Yeah, that's a possibility. I mean, you know, subtitles we were talking about earlier are hard coded into the Blu-ray or DVD, so it and the, they the, come straight off that. But closed captions are different in that they rely on the television. Right. Um, well, I think we kind of beat that to the ground, but I mean, I do feel pretty strongly about it because I know it's inconveniencing you. But, uh, yeah, what yeah. we wanted to do tonight was just kind of, uh, we're filming this on Friday the 13th, by the way, and I I, yeah. I watched the first film earlier today oh. on a, uh, 
another show that I do called The Sausage Factory on YouTube. You guys may be interested in checking that out. It's uh, a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah, we wanted to do this show to uh, you know, kind of tell you guys, you know, who we are, what we're about, because, you know, we didn't really have an opportunity to do that in our previous show. Uh, you know, we basically just talked about the convention and that was it. But uh, I, I kind of thought this would be fun to do this podcast. Not only that it, you know, gives me an opportunity to, uh, you know, talk talk with uh, Dale, but, you know, uh, I think others may be, you know, kind of enjoy it, you know, as well because we've, you know, been fans of film for so long. You know, we've known each other since we were, what, six years old? Somewhere around that. I mean, it's been a quarter of a century. Yeah. It's, so we're... We're looking at almost 30 years now, and we uh, I mean, we kind of grew up, you know, watching the same stuff, you know, so kind of developed our, you know, similar taste, you know, we like a little bit different type stuff now, but, you know, a lot of the same stuff, you know, cross crossover, sci-fi horror type stuff. I was introduced to a lot of that horror through you. From me, yeah, a lot of the Rawhead twisted, Rex. bizarre, rawhead wrecks. Yeah, that's the one I really remember. <laughs> Dude, I, I've looked for that DVD. It, it went out of print so fast. I'd love to pick it up and watch it again. I haven't seen it since then. Really? I, know it's a, I think Clive Barker directed it. But I still haven't had a chance to watch it since. I'm sure I can find it online somewhere, but I'd like to pick up a copy. Shop Factory, why don't you release that one? And put some subtitles on it, and we'll, we'll check it oh, out. Please. But uh, Oh, they're working on the uh, Nightbreed. The Cabal Cut. Yeah. You heard of that? Yeah. Oh, the Cabal. Oh, I haven't heard of that cut. Yeah, it's a, it's a director's cut, apparently. Oh, okay. That has never been released before. I'm not, I'm not sure who's doing it. It may be Screen Factory, but that's that's apparently happening. The, the Clive Barker made me think of it. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, we grew up, you know, basically just hanging out, watching, you know, cheesy, uh, you know, sci-fi horror films, you know, uh, monster films. That's really, you know, where I developed my love of, you know, cinema was, uh, you know, together. Oh, yeah, I have uh, good memories of, like, you know, Godzilla. I spoke about that quite a bit uh, in the last podcast. But, uh, you know, Super Scary Saturday oh, came yeah. on TBS yeah. in 1987-88, I believe, hosted by Al Lewis. Ask Grandpa for the monsters. Yeah. And that's where I saw a lot of the Godzilla movies. That's where I saw a couple of Hammer movies, The Mummy and uh, Curse of the Werewolf. Yeah. I didn't get into Hammer at the time, but I remembered it. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I enjoy Hammer so much now. I mean, that is kind of, you know, I was, I knew about Peter Cushing and Christopher as a kid. Um, Not through Star Wars either, even though everybody (laughs) seems to think of Peter Cushing as Graham Moff Tarkin, he did a lot more yeah. than that. I, I want people to know that he had a great <laughs> career before then. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, that that was awesome on Saturdays after the cartoons. Oh, that man. would come on, and then wrestling. You know, 80s yeah. wrestling. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, and then, you know, in the early 90s, you know, you and I, we had Up All Night. Oh yeah. With uh, Gilbert Gottfried, and who was that, Ronda Shear? Ronda Shear, yeah. Man, that was, yeah, that was that was some good memories. That that thing would stay on. It would start at what around ten o'clock, nine o'clock. It was all night, man. Yeah, really, but then yeah, go literally. You know, go until you couldn't stay up any longer. You know, just you'd I fall think asleep. it would last till like four or five in the morning. Yeah, and then maybe news would come on, or even one of the few pay uh, 
what's that infomercials? Oh yeah, because yeah. back then there were there weren't that many at the time. Because people they actually, were there. People actually showed stuff for you to watch their channel. Yeah. I mean, there were there were less channels, so you didn't have a whole lot of options. <laughs> well, what's you know irritated me about that is when I got old enough to where it didn't matter. I could just sit up and watch whatever I wanted yeah. to. All that was gone. Yeah. And it was all infomercials. I know. just stuff all night. So. Well, it's all that shit was gone. Up All Night was gone. The Joe Bob Briggs. The yeah, Monster Vision was gone. Super Scary uh, Saturdays. I just... Like, uh, and it's not the same. As much as I love the fact that... I can't complain about this because we we can buy all the movies we want on DVD yeah. and stuff. Right. We don't have right. trouble with that. Right. And with... Uh, the internet being the way it is, if something's out of print or it's rare or it's not released, you can't find it yeah. if you really want to. And that's that's a great thing for when we were kids, but there's just something different about it being set up and it's going to show on TV. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a marathon, you know, it, it meant a little more. Yeah, well, it, it meant that, you know, all the stars had to align, and for you exactly. to be in the right place at the right time to catch that show on, mm-hmm. it's it's really different, you know, because, you know, kids these days and my kids, they don't have respect for that, you know? No, they don't know it. These kids are like, like, like my kids had to get used to what a commercial was, you know, because they grew up on Netflix, you know? It's like, what is this? It's a commercial. Chill out. Give it two minutes. It'll be back. But I don't know, man. It's... You really start sounding old when you start saying shit like that, but you know, back in our day, yeah. But I mean, we might as well get used to it. Uh, yeah, I mean, fuck, we're we're well on the way. But uh, you know, so many people I've talked to from you know around our age group remember that stuff. You know, remember TBS USA. You know, there were a few more that you know did stuff. Some more local channels would do stuff every once in a while. But I mean, so many fond memories of watching. You know, stuff that I still love so much to this day. You know, even a lot of uh, kung fu movies and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. A lot of those came on. Yeah, it was, uh, I don't remember what channel it was, maybe in TBS, that, you know, did a, a, another day would do a marathon of those type movies. I'm trying to think of the ones that did it a lot. It was TBS, USA. USA is where I saw, like, Planet of the Dinosaurs and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, TNT. When TNT yeah. came oh, TNT. Out, yeah, TNT when, did a lot when, when it started. It, I remember when TNT first started, man. That mm-hmm. showed a lot of cool stuff. Well, even Sci-Fi Channel, man. When it started, yeah. was a good channel. Uh, I remember forever. We didn't even have the Sci-Fi Channel, though. You remember when they yeah. first offered it here? Mm-hmm. Like, I just remember seeing the commercial for it. It was like just a... Like, instead of the moon, it was like Saturn. It had rings around it. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. It's like, oh, fuck, I want that so bad. But, you know course we never got it or i didn't get it till we were a few years older and i cared less about it then mm-hmm. but you know we all know how awesome sci-fi was in the early years that's i think my favorite thing about you know the films like the marathons and everything you can have a shitty day yeah it'd be terrible but yeah. those movies would be there you know I, I understand the context of the real world the movies are just movies but mm-hmm. They mean more to you when when a good movie comes on, you're feeling down or something yeah. like that, and you know something you love comes on. It just it's more special. I guess that's yeah. why I do miss that. Well, that's that's why we enjoy them so much now too. You know, yeah, the the nostalgia factor, like you were saying earlier. But uh, it's just oh, I do have to say, there's a channel 
That's older stuff. It's none of the eighties stuff oh. coming on there, but it's me TV has a bunch of retro TV shows. Oh yeah. Saturday nights I have something called Svengulli, which is uh a host, right. a horror host, right. and he'll show all Universal monster movies. It's all Universal, from what I've noticed. But uh, they even show one I hadn't seen on TV since I was a little kid, Out of Terror. They had that on the other night, oh, wow. which was awesome to watch. Um, but he's doing that. That comes on. I mean, if you've got Uverse, you can watch that. Oh, cool! Uh, you know, before that, you have an episode of you have original uh, Star Trek. Oh, Batman, Lost in Space comes on after. You know, if you're into that, that's great stuff. Well, you just, no, I just don't see that on any other channels at all. Right. You know, every now and then, like, Chiller will show a marathon of stuff. Yeah, Chiller's probably the closest thing we have to anything like that anymore. Yeah. But See, I mean, that's what I missed about uh, sci-fi, you know, in, in last 10, 15 years. It's, like, I used to enjoy a lot of that syndicated stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, they used to do syndicated X-Files, yeah. which was really cool. You know, I watched a lot of that old stuff, you know, before, you know, before the days of Netflix, when you could, you know, watch it on your phone whenever the hell you wanted to. But, uh, like, they'd show old episodes of Sliders and old episodes of, I don't know, they showed all kinds of, uh, I know they showed uh, Tales from the Dark, uh, Dark Side. Uh, you remember did when they started doing that? Did Monsters? Show on there too. I don't think they ever showed. They not, not that I know of. That was on. Uh, I think Chiller may have showed Monsters. Chiller, okay. And there was a channel called Monsters HD that I never had, that was available here, but not on the provider I had. It, uh, it wasn't around very long, but it was a, it was an HD channel that showed a lot of cool uh, horror movies. Got bought out by somebody. Oh, they probably changed the format entirely. Yeah. Kind of like sci-fi. Oh, man. Uh, sci-fi had wrestling on there. They had so, people fighting robots and cosplay and all that. Did they I mean, do BattleBots on there? Yeah, BattleBots was on sci-fi. Really? That was on Comedy Central at one time. Wasn't it? I may be getting the two confused. Yeah. No. It may have moved to sci-fi. Yeah, I may be getting I don't know, was. but it... It made more sense on sci-fi. I do remember yeah. Comedy Central doing that, though. I loved the hell out of that. When I first started, I'd get drunk and watch BattleBots. Well, it was funny watching them trying to get the little, you know, yeah. stuff to flip each other because it, it was stupid. Yeah. What was I thinking? But, <laughs> um, yeah, they would do that, but, uh, shit, what was I going to say? Well, you remember on Friday nights, X-Files. You know, oh, man. In the 90s, we had X-Files. Well, sightings. Before it, before it switched to Sundays, yeah. 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 At X-Files, and then for me, Mystery Science Theater would come on at 11 at night. Oh, man. That was a night right there. Yeah, I would, that, say, that I would your, never make it past your, midnight. It was but, a full night. Yeah. Oh, man. That was, um, a, that was some good good programming. They didn't yeah, bring uh, Mystery Science Theater back. Now you've got Rift Tracks. Oh, yeah. no. Cinematic Titanic is done. I don't want to pay $4 for a riff track. <laughs> well, uh, Joel has talked about bringing back Mystery Science Theater yeah. with a new host, a new yeah. kind of format. Yeah. Which I don't know that it would even be up to him at this point. Um, well, he was my favorite, personally. And I've grown to appreciate Mike as a writer. But I just, you know, Joel is who I've watched it all, really. Joel's all I want to see. 
Yeah. Oh man, that was that was good times though. Yeah, I mean even even Disney Channel. You remember Disney Channel used to show movies. They used to show Godzilla movies on Disney. Really? Yeah. I don't think I had Disney Channel. Really? Yeah. I, they show they have decent programming. Of course they have weird like a weird Canadian show called Danger Bay. I, I just, I don't know why I remember that because it's not <laughs> something I would ever care about. But um, they had all sorts of stuff. I, a lot of syndicated stuff. You know, you have that traditional Disney yeah. cartoons and stuff, but you would have other things still under the Disney banner. Uh, then it changed to this crap the kids watch now. And see, I sound old as hell saying that, but. Yeah, they, they, they're watching like soap operas all day. Like Drake and Josh. It's and, all like live action, yeah. like dramas. Like who the fuck it's wants not, to? Y'all well, need to chill out, man. You got plenty of time to grow up. Like enjoy being a kid for a little while. It's like all those shows are written by people who have had you know, the brains scooped out. Yeah, they're probably written by people our age who don't know humor. <laughs> yeah. I'm a hell of a lot funnier than any of them. Yeah. I don't know. It's it, like they'll take like a nine-year-old girl and like put her in like a, you know, some like really you know seductive-looking outfit or some shit. Yeah. It's like, man, I don't need you doing that shit. I don't need you trying to influence my kids to dress like that. There's a time and a place, you know. Well, I mean, my, my problem is the adults who watch that crap. <laughs> they need to be reevaluated or locked up. Yeah. If an adult is sitting there watching, you know, oh, I'm sure Disney sure Channel twenty four seven, that's a problem. Your uh, <laughs> your worst problem in the world is like when they serve pizza at lunch or some shit. Oh yeah, there's a you know the lunch lady gives you the wrong yeah, milk exactly, or you know whatever they're serving in lunch these days. But uh, remember Night of the Leapers. Yeah, I saw that at your place for the first time. And see, that had DeForest Kelly. Yeah. I totally forgotten he was in that. I've got it on DVD over there somewhere. Yeah, I've got it too. I bought it when it came out, like the day it came out. Yeah. And uh, now that's out of print. You have to get it on demand now. Is it? Wow. That's cool. Yeah, I I mean, it's not good for other people, but it's cool for me. Well, yeah, I think MGM, and like, I know MGM is taking some of their DVDs that were on general release yeah, and uh, stopped. They just discontinued them. Now you have to get them on demand. Yeah. And, uh, oh, MGM? Yeah, they're doing MGM Direct, right? Yeah. They just want you to print. It's like print on demand. As, you know, we were talking about subtitles earlier. Yeah. That's a big problem with them, too. They don't you do it? Get, no, not at all. None of them do it. Warner Archives. That's horseshit, man. Uh, they, none of them do it, and they release... I mean, they charge twenty twenty five dollars per. Yeah. You know, and, and sometimes you're not even getting a remaster at all. It's just they'll take a VHS. Like I think that movie's somewhere under the rainbow, a Chevy Chase movie about the making of Wizard of Oz with the, oh, with, okay. the with all the dwarves and midgets. Uh, yeah, I've heard about that. The Munchkins. Um, I think that was just a transfer straight from some crappy. VHS? Then they had, or maybe even VHS. Oh, There's a right. lot of complaints about it. So the, the quality varies from great remastered prints to trash. But if they're not going to release that on some wide release, they're not going to go through the trouble of remastering that, co- that, that copy of that film. 
Well, exactly. I mean, but so they they're charge just, you they're, out the ass. They're for giving it. you whatever they have laying around. They've done that with a lot of stuff. They've got some stuff I'd love to get. How are those companies doing? Because I've been around for a few years now. I've never ordered from them. But. I've ordered one. Uh, Sugar Hill from yeah. MGM. I still haven't watched them yet. But, uh, I only got it because it was on sale for $11. So those have to go into some sort of a streaming service, right? I mean, that's going to turn into... I think I be, think they're doing that. Oh, are they, that'd be even uh, cheaper for them to do. So. I would just do that. Why the hell not? You know, five bucks a month, I'll do that. I'd rather pay 25 Oh, yeah, if you could pay a monthly fee, hell yeah. MGM catalog is huge. Well, they're my favorite. Yeah. The catalog when they bought Orion Pictures. Oh man, and stuff like that. They got a great, uh, a great selection of uh, films. I used to love a lot of that Orion stuff. Oh yeah, me too. I used to love when that logo would come up at the beginning. Mm-hmm. That and the the Touchstone logo. You remember that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. I, it's funny how logos stick with you. Oh man, with some of that uh, Canon Carol Co. Yeah, Co Canon, of course. Yeah. Uh, even some of those New Line. Yeah, um, just uh, I'm trying to think of some more um, defunct. Yeah. What's the one with the horse? That's Tristar. Oh, Tristar. Pegasus. Yeah. Pegasus. Yeah. Oh, it's Pegasus. Uh, I love the old one where it's just hand drawn. The wings are when they come out. Yeah, it's very okay. crude animation. And then of course uh, Paramount, uh, Columbia. Well, I like the old ones. Yeah. Um, when Warner Brothers was partnered with Seven Arts in the seventies. You see a lot of those just weird logos they do, yeah. especially in the 70s. They had some. Oh, yeah. They tried to change a lot of stuff that just didn't work. Yeah. You know, by the 80s, everybody woke up, I guess. Even though I love that decade, a lot of people diss on it. The oh, 80s or the 70s? 70s. 70s? Oh, yeah. That's some of the best, some of the best cinema. Well, they were I coming out of that, the dark ages. Right. I kind of think of it as where you had the Hayes Code and all of them just, uh, Suppressing the hell out of these great stories, yeah. and uh, so in the seventies it was just a complete backlash. Yeah. Of that. In the late sixties, when they started relaxing that, and again, Hammer Studios, you can see a big change. You know, I don't know if it was for the best for them because they did really well under censorship, oddly enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some companies didn't. A lot of movies to me in the sixties, sci-fi movies and stuff, are boring because yeah, they I can't really totally. do much. All generic. I don't like a lot of that so, stuff in the 60s. The sci-fi stuff, I don't. Uh, it, it all becomes the same thing over and over. That's why you go back to the 30s. Right. 20s and 30s. The gothic horrors. Right, right. Frankenstein and Dracula. I mean, some of the, the images on and from that is just gorgeous from the right. German expressionism, which they stopped doing. The Hades Code, especially in the 40s. Universal Monsters of the 40s. It's totally different than the 30s because it's almost neutered. I enjoy them, but it's just the same formulated yeah. shit. Uh, that's why the, the originals, the 30s ones, really stick out to me. Um, that's why I prefer Frankenstein and Dracula and Mummy, Invisible Man over something like Wolfman. Even though Wolfman's good, right? That's 1941. Yeah. So it's a different. It's it's a different. It's a decade separated between that and yeah. Frankenstein. So the sense sensibilities are different. Yeah, well, I mean, the 70s kind of turned that whole system on its head. Oh, it did. And, That's why yeah, I love the 70s. Brought in the, you know, the French, you know, the French uh, persuasion, French style of making films. Mm-hmm. A lot of the, uh, 
I can't think of the right word, but you know, all the a lot of the influences came from the French films. Well, yeah, even some of those movies just got goofy almost. Oh, and no. like Doctor Fives. A lot of stuff as a price did was like that, but it wasn't boring. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, see, that's the stuff you and I grew up with. Another thing about television, yeah. all that was in syndication on TV when we right, grew up. Right. So even though you know, the shame is kids of today, at least from what I can tell, they only have an attention span of five to ten years from now. Right. You know, whereas we grew up watching stuff from you know a decade plus before. Yeah. You know, so we had or older. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, all the stuff we watched was. Older, so. Oh, I mean, uh, we didn't have kids. 70s. We were watching seventies stuff. Yeah. Even the television shows were seventies. Well, yeah, I saw Land of the Lost. Yeah, as a kid, and that that came out six years before I was born. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's out there now, but you're not going to see it shown on Saturday mornings like that. Well, it's like my nephew. You know, he's a, a big horror fan, but you know, he doesn't like anything older than you know four or five years. That's such a shame. It's but uh, it's that mentality that they're banking on with remakes. You know, that's the same. Oh, I I've heard of Friday the Thirteenth, but I don't want to watch that. That old oh that old shit from the eighties. Oh, I don't want to watch that. I know. I've heard of you know whatever insert you know name that. I mean, I don't even know outside of you know maybe the big the big five. You know, I don't even know what these kids like a remake of uh, shit. I don't know. Uh, you name it, you know, remake of It's Alive or something, you know, like, like why why remake that? Like the thing, they did that prequel of some sorts. It, they it may have nothing. heard of the thing, I don't know, but you would you wouldn't think so. I don't think it did very well. I don't think so. It was terrible. I saw that movie, the 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 remake on my birthday, by myself, because my wife had something to do. She couldn't go, but I watched it by myself and it was awful. I think I slept through some of it because it was so awful. I was so excited to see it though. Uh, you know, I was too. Because uh, I, I thought they had promoted using practical effects. And I think they had created practical animatronics and stuff, but then the suits decided, let's just do CGI. That's, that's the stuff we had seen. Like all the, you know, the. Uh, the pre-production stuff we'd seen or the, you know, the during production, you know, photographs we'd seen were of practical effects for that movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A lot of that stuff we, that, you know, which why I was so excited to see it. But But anyway, that's, that's the, you know, people that they're marketing to, you know, like, but I mean, that's my whole thing about remakes. Like, why even, I mean, if you're going to change the story up completely, just call it something else. Yeah, why not? Yeah. I mean, they don't care. The kids don't care. And they don't even fucking care. They're going to, you know, tick away on their phone the whole time anyway. They're not even halfway paying attention. Yeah. I don't know. It's like you said, they have no attention span. Well, everything's at your fingertips now. You know, you and I didn't have that. Mm-hmm. Now, we did, we had kind of a unique... Uh, childhood growing up and then we started out without that right but then by the 90s you know we were teenagers computers right. were everywhere the internet was out there 
Yeah, the internet was out there, but I didn't really get to really use it to maybe, maybe like 96 or 95, you know, dial-up was big. Yeah. But, you know, not until, you know, 99, 2000 when I was in some high-speed internet, you know, where I could actually do something. have to deal with the AOL oh. screeching and shit. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, A lot of dumbass hipsters have that noise as their, like, ringtone for their phone. That's the noise it makes. You're like I was a zygote when the sound was cut, was being made, but uh, <laughs> but I mean you know people can say the same thing about we grew up with a generation where we could have home media, you know we yeah. had VHS which that was kind of our thing. Oh VHS, you know, definitely. You know the the internet is a whole different, you know that's a whole different bag of worms there. Well, you know let's say. You and I were going to hang out, spend the night. Right. Like at your place. Yeah. And uh, it was an event. We had to wait till your mom, it was usually your mom, would take us to, yeah. uh, what was Alfalfa Video at oh, the yeah. time. Oh, yeah. And we would look through all of those VHS covers, trying to oh, figure out yeah. what we wanted. And what she would let us rent. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. That was what another was, big thing. What was granted approval? That's why, like that one night, I think it was your dad this time. It took us. Oh, we yeah. rented. We were able to rent "Son of the Blob" and "Legend of Boggy Creek." Oh yeah. Because I mean, were those R? They both are. Yeah, I mean, "Son of the Blob" is something else. I was that was Larry Hagman, and I think he was high the whole time. Uh, Burgess Meredith is in it too. Yeah, oh yeah, He's obviously on something. But uh, I mean, it was an experience though. Now I just Google it. And oh, fun and totally. there. You can look it up and see how many tit shots there are and how many... Yeah, if it's even know, worth the time. You don't have to fast yeah. forward through it. Burgess Meredith smokes crack half the movie. And the it's, <laughs> it's just a different cinematic landscape out there. It's totally different. And, you know, the rating system was completely fucked back then, too. With, you know, you could see, like... Uh, I mean, you could see tits in a you know, PG movie. You know, yeah, sometimes. depending on how it was, yeah. I mean, we, you know, I could probably name the ones they're in. Oh. Um, what's the one where the the girl is trying to become a dude? You remember? It's or she's not trying to become a dude. She's trying to pretend like she's a guy, like about a boy or not about a boy. It's uh, just one of the guys. Is that it? I have no idea. So I think it was like one of my cousins or somebody told me about that. That's that's why we. Uh, yeah, just one of the guys. That's it. Um, that that's the exact thing. She's got a. She's pretending like she's. You know how these swap movies were in the eighties. You know, mm-hmm. they. You know, the body swap movies and the. Oh, I'm pretending like I'm a. You know, I'm a female. I'm a male. I'm a whatever. I'm a lizard. I'm a dog. <laughs> you know, kind of like a. Uh, you know what was the fucking uh, Roddy Dangerfield and uh, Jonathan Barandis movie. Ladybugs, like kind of oh, like yeah. that, except it was reversed. Yeah, I do remember. Um, but yeah, like there was, I know there was, there was breast in that one, and it, it was just all you know ridiculously turned on its head. So, and fast too. Oh man, fast. it was you know a lot of money was was being you know handed out to get a certain rating back in those days. Mm-hmm. Was, you know Spielberg basically created the fucking PG thirteen rating for himself. What was that for Raiders? Was that was it Raiders or Temple? 
It may have been Temple. Uh, people always argue about this. Oh, I know. I you know you have to. You got R-rated movies, man, that don't deserve an R rating out there. They have not been re-rated. Okay, it says Red Dawn was the first uh, picture released, and uh, some movies in 1984, most notably Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, The Flamingo Kid, given the PG-13. But uh, yeah, you know that's so. You know you. Depending on what your parents would let you rent, you know, I, I know eventually we were given the the green light to rent anything. My parents were pretty strict about it. I know you remember that. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I didn't get to see much. Unless it came on TV yeah. and was heavily edited. Like, uh, what was that, People Under the Stairs? Oh, God. And that dude says, face you. And we still talk about that. Yeah, it's, it's just, uh, well, that was funny. You know? It was all Ving Rhames, wasn't it? He was in there, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was... Talking to Face. They're talking to uh, Fool. The boy's name was Fool. Yeah, that's right. Face, you fool! <laughs> and then he dies. <laughs> but, he gets uh, eaten by a dog. I, uh... Dog coughs up his ring. But, you know, then Alpha Alpha was bought out by Blockbuster. Yeah. And Blockbuster started getting 50 copies of the latest movie. Of... And started getting rid of all the, the, the catalog stuff they had. And that's that to me is what killed Reynolds for me when they stopped having that was uh, the, the more obscure films. We still had other places to go. We still had some mom and pop places around to go to though. Like At the time. Home video. Yeah, home video. Before it's, they moved. Well even Hollywood video had obscure stuff. The Hollywood, they were better than Yeah, oh yeah. Than, Hollywood uh, was definitely better than and Blockbuster. Blockbuster was terrible. Blockbuster, I don't remember them getting really bad until, you know, they moved from the old Alfalfa location. To the new one. They moved to where they were when they just shut down, which is still there. Just a vacant. It's been vacant for like, what, four years now? Something like that. But uh, we need to go in there and do a do a video in there or something. But, like, when they moved over there is when I really noticed it. Even then, I could still find some some decent titles in there to Something watch. Something left the other stuff there. They just didn't want to move all that. Yeah. Even though it was right across the street. Oh man, right across the street. But uh, yeah, that just started changing it for me. It's when rentals, you know, even Jenny uh, Jungle had yeah. had that video rental place. Uh, that I, I rented more movies there, probably quantity wise, just because they were cheaper. Yeah. They yeah. Were, what five for five dollars? For yeah, two days, that, three days, something like that. I saw so many good movies there. Or, you know, I rented so many good movies there. Well, they had... You see, they didn't have, you know, multiple copies of one thing. Oh, yeah. And all stuff that had come out in the last year. Yeah. They had a variety. They had some new stuff, but, yeah, it wasn't like Blockbuster. No, no, no. I mean, it's it's how Blockbuster still did, you know, back when they were still in business. They'd have, you know, 30 copies of, you know, Ocean's 16. <laughs> and, you know, and that was the majority of the store. Oh, yeah. You know. That and the fact that when they would have to start selling and get rid of them, that's all they would sell. Yeah. You know, it was all crap I didn't all crap. care about. That's that's how I built up my library of cold films, by going to rental places, when especially when they started going out of business. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, I, I, it was a windfall for me, yeah. but I I hated that, that other people wouldn't be able to actually you know, watch these. 
Well, I mean, it's like when you buy like a used copy of something on Amazon now, more more chances than not, it's from a rental place. Oh yeah, I know. So it's just it's a lot more expensive with a four dollar shipping. Oh, of course, but those are really prime. But, oh yeah. Um, yeah, I uh, and then DVDs came in. First one I saw was Twister. First DVD? Yeah. Really? I saw it for sale at, uh, it wasn't FYE at the time, but it was at music store. Oh, uh... Camelot? I think it was Camelot. Camelot, yeah. At the time. They just had it sitting up there. Uh, Twister. Of course, nobody bought it, because maybe like two people in Jackson had it. Twister was a big uh, VHS sale, I think. Mm-hmm. That was 92, maybe? When Twister came out? No, no, no. Twister came out in 96, I think. Really? Yeah, 96, and I think it came out on DVD. 96, you're right. Damn, I'm way off. Um, I never cared for Twister very much. But, uh, I think my first DVD to watch was, uh, I think it was The Cell. With really? Vin- the with Cell? Vincent D'Onofrio yeah. and uh, Jennifer Lopez. And then, I bought that, and I think Castaway on the same day before I even had a player. Oh, you just got them? And I brought those to a friend's house that had a player Oh, to watch. Okay. Man, it was like such a new thing. Yeah, you talk about people complaining about, well, this Blu-ray is not that big of an improvement of a DVD. Yeah. But man, you get a VHS and a DVD. Oh, man. It's, it's night and day. A lot of the time, yeah. Yeah. Well, some VHS... What's well, done well? Yeah, it degraded though. It degraded yeah. so fast. Yeah, it did degrade really quickly. That was the problem with uh, rewinding. Yeah, you, know, you remember it, that rewinder that we had at the oh, yeah. house that sounded like it was geared up to explode. Oh, that thing so was awesome, loud. man! That thing would rewind a tape in what, like thirty seconds. Yeah, it was too fast, and sometimes it would just snap. Oh shit! Tape was old. <laughs> you know, did it look like a race car? Turned. Huh? Did it look like a car? Or was it just black? I think they it had was one gray. That, well, they was... had one that looked like a car. You remember that? The, I didn't have that. Like it was a just red a car. I just remember they sold it. I never had one either. They sold it at the rental places. Um, but uh, shit, man, yeah, that was that's pretty much it. And you know, when you go see, you know, we go see movies in the theaters. Yeah, like Congo. A lot more. Oh, yeah, like Congo. That's a good one. <laughs> Yeah, man. See, I remember we used to we go watch movies in the theater and go to um, like uh, Toys R Us or even Walmart. Yeah. And we'd find uh, oh, what was that? The Bone Age toys. Oh, you remember yeah. those? Yeah, yeah. Because we both tried to get the ones each of us didn't have. Right. So we could like make it like some sort of a monstrosity. Yeah. Yeah, it. we would just do that like a Frankenstein <laughs> monster, dinosaur bones, and the plastic. Clips where you clipped them in uh, together will always break, though. If those broke, man, you were fucked. Uh, I ruined the whole thing. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, I, I've still got a few, man, but uh, I've got, like, you know, a, a shin bone here, a foot there, half a skull. That's about it. I don't even know if mine survived. Uh, those, well, they couldn't. Cool. They were not, you could not play with them with those little plastic things there. That's just, right. You just couldn't do yeah. it. You know, I broke every single one of mine. I played the hell out of those. That those T-Rex was awesome. Huh? The T-Rex was awesome. 
Yeah, I have the T-Rex and the Triceratops. That's uh, pretty obscure. I don't know if many people remember Bone Age, because Dino Riders did Eclipse that. I understand why I had dinosaurs with the lasers and oh, Dino Riders, brain man, boxes. That was, that was shit too. Dino Riders was cool because you had a figure, a toy, a dinosaur, and a, a VHS to watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I still have the, the, the trifecta. Oh man. Yeah, just those good memories of that. And I, I know kids today can go watch, you know, How to Train Your Dragon and go buy a buttload of dragons at Walmart and play with them and then get tired of them by the next Friday when yeah. the next cartoon comes yeah. out. You know, I played with that stuff for years. Yeah, yeah. we didn't have a choice. Oh, no. I yeah. Mean, you know, I, that, speaking of that, though, some of that uh, How to Train Your Dragon uh, figures look pretty cool. Have you seen the first one, though? The movie? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen the movie. Uh, I like it. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, I, I fell asleep ones. during it. Huh? I fell asleep. <laughs> Are you surprised? Man, you fall asleep in a lot of movies. I'm falling so. asleep right now. <laughs> but, uh, I'm trying to think of what else we saw in theaters together. Oh, dude. I don't know why that's the only one I really remember. Congo? Oh, man, we saw... I remember we went with... Uh... Oh, shoot. That's so many. Oh, we Mars Attacks. I know we saw Mars Attacks at least a couple man. times together. That's one I saw probably three or four times in the theater. You know, a lot of people don't like that movie. I know. I had no idea. That movie's awesome. What are they What are they thinking? I didn't like him when it came out because it was a comic. They had the comic book, and the, uh, I knew about the car. I hadn't picked him up yet. Yeah. But the comic was pretty serious. Oh yeah. He was written. It was drawn by the same guy who did the X Files comic. Yeah, I loved it. I loved the original story arc for the yeah, 90s Mars Attacks comic. So when I saw the movie, I expected that. Yeah. Now, this is before I was, you know, looking on the internet for any yeah, yeah. information on that. So well, you didn't, the only, only trailer you saw was if it came on television. Yeah. So I saw it, and it was a comedy. And, uh, I mean, I, I didn't really like it. I didn't hate it, but it wasn't what I expected. I've grown to love it, though. That movie's awesome. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, that one we saw Jurassic Park a, a, a few times yeah. together yeah. Uh, oh, shit. well it's not just the stuff then it's stuff we watch on TV Independence Day yeah I know we saw that that hasn't held up Men in Black maybe did you see Men in Black in the theaters I did uh, I saw it I was not with you. I had broken my leg when I went there. Oh, Because, so, see, Men in Black is where they premiered the first trailer for the 1998 Godzilla. And I missed it by literally seconds because I had a cast, so I was just hobbling <laughs> in there trying to make it. Oh, and the movie started. Damn. It was in the credits by the time I made it down there. That sucked. You know, but they showed the second one when Starship Troopers came out. Okay. That's where I saw a trailer. Do we see that together? Starship Troopers? Yeah. I saw that one about three times, too. I love I that movie. Uh, I was seeing some of the stuff with some other friends at that time. Because uh, I know I saw Lost in Space with two other people. Oh, man. I, I saw was... Lost in Space with my brother. God. Unfortunately. <laughs> uh, that was not East 7, I believe. We saw John Carpenter's Vampires. I remember that one. Yeah, we did watch that one together. Oh. Um, I don't think it's some of the older stuff. 
tons and tons of shit around that period of time, though. Well, shit, man, we've rambled on here for quite yeah, a while. We'd like to thank everyone for checking out the show. If you have any show ideas, comments, questions, topics, what have you, feel free to tweet those at us on Twitter at 2Ps on a pod. That is the number two. Take care. Talk to you next time, guys.